Welcome to the Speedstick Ladies Podcast. Hi, Ada. I miss you so much. I miss you, Izzy. It's been a while. This it's is been a, a minute. Bit of a bonus episode since our <laughs> sabbatical, which we haven't decided yet if the sabbatical's over. Right. There's just so been a is, lot going on, so we wanted to pod. This is a this is an interim. Yeah. Yeah. An interim. So, we're, we're redefining the podcast world and the cadence of the podcasts. Ada, I appreciate you jumping on with me today as there's been so much happening lately. So let's talk about what we've been up to the most recently. Yeah, a lot. Well, so we went on a trip. Yeah, stickers. A couple trips. We took a major trip. Two major trips, but oh, yeah. the second one. Yeah. I don't know if we've mm-hmm. recorded since... I don't think we have. Okay. So the first one was my 40th birthday trip. Yes. Vegas. We did it right. It was a lot of fun. It was a bunch of 40 year olds trying to (laughs) hang in Vegas. So we we saw, we did. I think one of my, my favorite moments was when Ada and I snuck away to a, the Vanderpump bar at Caesars and had a glass of champagne. And it was, it was, that was probably one of my favorite moments. And then we saw the douchey Jordan Belfort, who is the wolf of Wall Street. I had no idea who he was. Then I started following him on Instagram. Yeah. He seems very douchey. Very douchey. His entourage was, was just stupid. And he loves to post mansplaining videos. Ew. (laughs) I stopped following him after I saw a couple of those. I was like, oh no, we're not doing this. I think I followed him that night to like confirm that he was in Vegas. Then it was him. And I was like, okay, that was him. And then to your point, I'm like the next day I'm like, bye. No, I can't follow you. So Vegas, that was a fun trip. It was, um, uh, sunshine pool. Just yeah, like, just not being like cake, responsible. Fun. A lot of I fun. loved being out at places and like being like this, you know, more mature woman as yes. 40 and like just checking out guys and being like zaddy <laughs> zaddy can we talk about ada's ada had this legendary zaddy at gordon ramsay's restaurant yeah and zaddy. he he was zaddy and they were both i you know there was a spark i saw it in the eyes he the way he talked like to you Depp. about steak he did the way that he talked to you about steak he wanted to be your steak. Something. Something. <laughs> I would have let him. Zaddy. 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 So after Vegas, we we I went on a different trip, but then we got back together and we went to we went on a trip that really is Ada and I's spiritual awakening. Can we call it that? Yeah, I like that. Okay. We had a spiritual awakening. We went to Salem, Massachusetts. Uh I'm very this is I'm very into the paranormal, into other energies, um, et cetera. Why are you interested? Why were you interested in Salem? Yeah, so it was about a year ago where we started just talking about how you watch the paranormal <laughs> shows. And I was on, I was talking about how camera. I've always wanted to go on like ghost tours. I've just heard about them through other podcasts. And um, so we started talking about different like haunted places that we might be able to yes. visit. And we ended up on Salem um you know what I really liked about it I mean there's a lot that I really liked about it but I like going somewhere that just has a lot of like history just yeah. being like around old buildings and 
all of that just it's just so fun I love it I know I know what you mean it's like we were standing on ground that was like one of the original first colonies of the United States and uh, yeah, we, and I keep thinking about like, how what happened here. Somebody, a passenger from the Mayflower, was buried in that cemetery that we were at. Like that kind of shit is like, wow, that's. And I can't even imagine. I mean, the history in Europe that we would be able to see. So this is just the oh, beginning for, of it. This is just the beginning. I I think a lot about in Salem too. It's like the first Europeans, but the fact that there were probably a lot of Native Americans there as well. And mm-hmm. it's like what happened there, a lot of the bloodshed. And that's, I think that's part of the why it's like, it's so energetic. I was, I was telling people, I'm like, they're like, how was it? I'm like, it felt like we were in a four day hocus pocus. It was, it was yeah. like a movie. It felt so cool. Everything was just so energized. Can we talk about the first night a little bit? Yes. <laughs> and I, epic is what it I would call epic. it. Well, so we had, we had a kind of a bit of a day travel wise and like getting from the airport. Yeah. Boston is not fun to fly into. No. And getting so, an Uber and then, yeah, all that yeah. travel was like a huge pain. So, so we if, dropped our bags. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I just felt like we had like shit to do when we got there and we got there late. Our whole goal was like, let's go run a muck in Salem. Yeah. And the first night we dropped our bags. We went straight to a bar. We walked all the way there. Yeah, we did a lot of walking, surprisingly. We're not walkers, <laughs> FYI. We're we're also not matching walkers. No. <laughs> Izzy, Izzy has a much larger stride than I do. And she walks with purpose. I walk with... Um, I called it a saunter. She, a saunter, she, yeah. Ada really really um takes in all around all things around her as she's walking whereas <laughs> I get from point A to point B so we're not we have to um I need to slow down or I need to speed up a little bit we like just a little need bit to, we're, middle. We're, we're so constantly we're kind of like I'd walk ahead and then I'd wait and then I'm like not productive anyway <laughs> so we we got to the one great... of those like backpack leashes on me <laughs> no you can't I won't do that I won't do that to you but like I I do love the idea of being connected at the waist to each other for some reason (laughs) of course you would I'm sure you would I'm also what we've learned through these trips is that I'm a toucher I'm very need to be be I need to be close I need to be close to Ada at all times Ada needs her personal space and has boundaries about touch so we have had so many good learnings but so we got there, we got to Salem first night. It was a Sunday night. So everything closed early, but we got some food, saw an amazing puppy. Then, then what we went drinking. We just hit up a bunch of bars. Oh my gosh. It, it started as like a really adult adventure. Yeah. Where we were just like taking it all in, sipping our cocktails, looking cute. And then things took a turn where we ended up at one of the bars and started taking shots. Don't know whose idea that was, but. Um, oh, are you sure you don't know who? Yeah. Are you <laughs> There's sure? There's always that one friend. Okay. Oh, yeah. So as soon as the shots went down, it just seemed like there was like this fuel in me and I wanted to start arguing and fighting with people. So that happened. So, so first of all, after the, the first part that we went to. Uh, Ada 
yes she was like let's have like a homeland shot or like let's give a nod to Salem and Boston and um she found a zaddy at the bar we were at so we we're like yeah. she said hey zaddy what 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 shot should we get it was Washington apple oh no, that, that was the second shot the first shot was the one with the pickle oh. the first at shot the bad was- bar yeah okay let's Which, back it up yeah we went to okay so because we went to that we went, we went to the ghouls bar but we didn't do a shot there we just went there and sat and drank and then we went to the bad bar yeah and we we're like let's do a shot and order a beer so the bartender came up and he, i thought he yeah. was cute and i was like oh look like let's let's chat it up let's get shots flirt with him whatever he immediately was just not having it and annoyed by us what did he what did you say to him so i was like oh like i could tell he had an accent i was like where are you from and he was like oh i'm from ireland i was like oh that's cool i was like i'm 30 percent irish and he that's where he was like he said oh that's so interesting tell me more about it like in a really sarcastic way yeah that's right so i immediately got angry and wanted to fight him For the fall, then, for the next, and then you added fuel. Yeah, you added fuel to the fire by telling me that he went to another bartender and was like talking shit about us. Yeah, I shouldn't have probably told you that. <laughs> it was so, fine. so I'm gonna. So from that moment on, Ada like wanted to scale the bar, like climb over the bar, and like track this guy down. And this other bartender, he was nice came over and every person that Ada could get her hands on, she would tell them about this bartender <laughs> that wasn't nice to us. And so then, and, and so then and Izzy t- was just constantly trying to talk me off the ledge the entire time. I was balancing the line between helping you be your authentic self and not stifling you. <laughs> but, but also I didn't want to get, I don't Arrested. want to go to Salem jail that day. No. I wasn't in the mood for that. So I was like, let's, let's maybe go to a different bar. I just kept like in that high voice. I'm like, Hey, let's see what's over here. But <laughs> on the way, we tried to tip the nice bartender. He wasn't having it. He was like, no, I can't do that. So anyway, we ended up going to the bathroom before we left and it was horrid. Dirty. It smelled like raw sewer and it just, that added fuel to the fire. So on the way to the bathroom, yeah, Ada anything grab- filthy is going to make me even matter because I'm a Ada Virgo. Grab- yes. We like we like Virgo. cleanliness. We like clean. Ada grabbed the hostess and and proceeded to tell her all about the meat bartender, which valid. He was a dick. Yeah, she should know. Way- and but okay, but also the hostess was probably like this 19 year old girl who like literally doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. and then so on the way out. Ada found a lot of people to tell on the way to the bathroom how bad the bathroom was and then also shouted it <laughs> on the way out of the bar and outside of the bar. <laughs> As you're like pulling me out the door. I was like, oh, let's go over here. Let's go out this door. Let's just go, let's just go straight. And so that bar, um, we I don't know why we walked by it again later, but you were still shouting, trying to find that bartender um outside Maybe, the bar. So anyway. Yeah. It was really, it was really entertaining. So we got, we went back to the the original bar and found the zaddy, and he gave us a nice shot. And then, um, it was just a fun night. It was, it was fueled, fun. a lot of alcohol. I was dying the next day. Yeah, you were very hungover. It was awful, but overall, when we got past through all that, so we did genuinely run amok in Salem. We were out until two in the one or two in the morning. Yeah, and we we saw some like creepy dude on the way home, and so then we decided to go on some like 
little escapade trying to find this creepy dude and get video like it was all just oh, that's and right. I have all those videos you of found us. a ghost yeah he, he was some guy out there like smoking a cigarette but then I don't know he was all you told wet, me not like, to look at him like I was trying to talk to oh him right God, he you- scared me yes you got close up to him though and then I but didn't he have like a white thing over his face and his head See, and that's what I didn't see. You saw that. I saw a normal looking dude that I was like, oh. hey, man. And I was trying to engage him. And okay. you're like, don't talk to him. I also didn't so, have my glasses on. So I was probably just no, I things. No, I think because you're a medium, you saw something that I didn't. So we'll talk about that later. <laughs> but you're a medium. <laughs> oh, oh, so, it was just so fun. So fun. We did it. I did an aura reading. We did a, a full tarot card reading, both of us. And overall, I just feel a different energy upon returning. Yeah, we we brought home really good energy and have seen some really good shifts happen since we've come home, yeah. which is, it's just wild to think about. And so that's one of the reasons too we wanted to podcast today is because Izzy's had some very significant things happen that we want to document plus also like share and, and learn from. Yeah. So... We'll call this, uh, yeah, we'll dive in. So stickers, something big happened on Friday and I'm going to frame it in a way that feels the most safe. So I will say that I, my job lost me or I walked away from my job of uh, my company of 10 years almost because over the past 10 months, I've been experiencing extremely toxic gaslighting, mental health draining kind of behavior from not only my direct manager, but other leaders around them. So here I am two days out jobless, but I've never felt so happy and free and peaceful um, than in, in years. I mean, this has been, this has been years. So the way it all started was when I started my new role in this company that I've been with over, you know, almost 10 years is um, back in January, I started a new role and the outgoing team, they were, they had all kind of put in their notice, but I still had them for a few days. So I was like, Hey team, what's going on? Like what happened? And they were like, Hey, just to caution you, this, is this team is run in a very gaslighting way. There's like one direction one day, one the other. And if you don't follow exactly what's going on, you're berated and made to feel like you are not worth being there. Wait, when, so, did we, when did they tell you this? This was um, when I started. So back in January. Okay. And I was told this specifically about my, my then boss, my new okay. boss, brand new boss. Okay. So on day three of my new role, I went to my boss and I said, I'm really concerned about all of these things. I'm hearing that you are um, mentally abuse, abusive to people. And he was kind of put, rarely put off by that saying like, no, it's not me at all. It's them. It's this and that. Like, I really want the best for people. We had a really long conversation. So he and immediately got to- was deflecting. Right. And, and not he was taking denying. ownership. Okay. Yeah. Like he, he specifically he would say to someone, he would say, um, he would say, why don't you go, why don't you go? He said this to someone who's not of, he, they're not American. He was like, why don't you come back where you came from? What? 
Yeah. Like that's to the level of things he did and what? said. Oh my God. And so that's, that's what drove the team away. And so I was coming into a brand new space and time and Wait, needing to and rebuild you, everything from scratch. Had you interviewed with this guy and like, you never got this sort of vibe from him? I had, and no, I didn't. He puts on a really, really good face okay. when he has to. So I had this conversation with him. I was, I've, I've heard all these things and I set very clear boundaries about how this is day three on the job. I said, you're going to treat me this way. Here's how you're not going to treat me. And I was very clear about setting my boundaries. So we were okay for a couple months. I was getting my, I was getting, you know, really into the role. I was getting grounded. I had hired some really good people. I was so excited. Uh, everything was kind of going smoothly. And then there was a, a scenario throughout that whole time. He, he would be very gaslighting in the sense that if I would have a big presentation, I would say things like, Hey, do you have any feedback for me? He would say, I don't know. Should I have feedback for you? And I was like, can you just answer the question? And he was like, should I? What? And it was just like that mental kind of warfare oh, back God. and forth. And it was like, I'm, I'm serious. Can you just answer yes or no? Like, it's fine if you don't just say no. And he was like, I'm not sure why you're digging in so hard to this. Do you think I should have feedback? That was the mentality. Like that was like, if, if you like your sanity was like deteriorating, my sanity was deteriorating. Let because, me ask, can I ask something about him? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think his age range is? I think he is late forties, early fifties. Okay. So I don't think, he, I, is he a, is he a boomer? Is that a boomer? Um, no, that's young. He's younger than a boomer, but like, I, I feel like he immediately, like he wants to feel like he's, um, the leader and has like what's the power, word? some uh, subordinates or whatever. Oh, like that word. subordinates. Um, he wants it to be that type of relationship, mm -hmm. which is like the yes. old school way of management. Right. And like, we have the mindset of our generation where it's, it's kind of like equal that we're a team in this and yes. we have conversations like a team would. And like, yeah. he doesn't like you coming and questioning him. He yeah. like, he, that's why he's going to push back on it and be reactive that way. So anyway, you keep going. Sorry. No, you're, you're, no, I'm you're analyzing absolutely, him. Please. You're absolutely right though, because he would be, he would self-admittedly, he was like, I'm lazy. I don't want to do work. He's like, I don't want to come up with feedback for you. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay. And so I very, I started getting resourceful. I was like, well, let me try to gather people around me. If he's not going to do that, then let yeah, me, other people will. I'm yeah. going to try to get other feedback. So I was, I was kind of coasting for a little bit. I was okay. And then, uh, so in, in July, June and July, it kind of took a turn for the worse. So he was starting to kind of, I don't know if it's starting to feel comfortable with me or, or what, but he would start really being disparaging to other people around me, like whether, and he would also start alluding to the fact that I don't know what I'm doing. Like he would say comments like, uh, you need way more experience in this field. Mm -hmm. you he need wanted to, go. to feel superior to you. He did. He wanted to mm -hmm. make it known that he knew more than me. Mm -hmm. uh, I was like, okay, so tell me what I need to do. He was like, well, I can't tell you. You just need to learn it. I was like, right. But is there a class or is there like a training or is there something that you would recommend? And he was like, no, you've just got to feel it for yourself. He, but this was like, he wouldn't give you specifics on anything. No, 
And every week he would do this, like every week starting in June, it would just like be this, like this tearing away kind of like my confidence and like whether I can do this or not, even though I was thriving outside of him, like in the, in the, like to his leadership. So above and below me, I was thriving. Yeah. No one else was giving you this feedback other than him. No. And he wasn't giving you specific examples. No, no. So, so then in July, how is this guy like, what? It gets worse, unfortunately. So, so in July, I had an unfortunate incident with a different person, not on my team, not in my organization, but I had had a, um, she and I had met, she was a vice president. She is vice president. And she, we met at a happy hour and like, we had a really kind of got a kind of conversation and a vibe going on. And she was like, Hey, let's, let's set up a quarterly connect. I was like, great. And she is notorious for kind of being hard to get along with. So I was, I was like, wow, that, that is cool that we are kind of maybe going to get, get along. So in, in June was our first kind of connect. And I don't know whether she forgot she said all this to me or that we had a, some sort of a good connection, but I got on the phone with her and I started asking, like, uh, you know, as a leader, I ask questions about, um, what's your, what's your day-to-day like, what's your team like, what are your projects? Like I'm trying to find commonalities or threads between the work that we do. And it was a couple of minutes of this. And then she said, I'm going to stop you right there. I don't know what, I don't know who you think you are or what makes you think you can call me up and just barrage me with questions. And so I said, Oh, she was like, if you want to know all this, go to my team. I was like, okay. So being my professional self, I I just pivoted. I was like, okay, she's not vibing with that. So then I, I think we talked about that on an episode. Yeah. Oh, we did. Okay. Then I won't Mm -hmm. go too deep into it. But anyway, I was, she got a lot worse into the, the diversity, equity, and inclusion realm in which she she said very pointed to me. She said, women today need to stop their complaining because I, I had it way worse than you did. You just need to suck it up. I was like, "Mm, mm -hmm." and so being the, being the strong woman feminist person, I am that just kind of, that really hurt me to my core that that's a person that is in leadership Mm -hmm. at my organization. And upon sharing it with not only my boss, but also my boss's boss, I was met with, that's just who she is. Just leave it alone. Mm. So I got no support on that. And my boss further shared that she's gotten upwards of 30 people fired. So I was like, oh, okay. That's not a person I want to kind of gel with. So that happened. And then um, shortly after that, like literally after a week after that call happened, he said to me, like we were having a conversation about 2023 planning and I was sharing my thought process of how we should go into the whole planning session. And um, he started giving very specific line of sight as to how I need to do it. And when I would give feedback, he was like, listen to me, stop. He's like, I'm a sadist. I'm going to break you and you'll be better. Because he's like, I'm going to break you. But he's looking at it from his own point of view and what he enjoys. It's not looking at what your needs are because that's the that's the piece of a good leader is like flexing based on the needs of your employee not the way so he's doing it like the complete opposite of that also you should (sighs) never say that you're going to break someone yeah that's just very unsafe so I said right then and there I said well no you're not going to break me because Because I don't first of all I'm a witch 
first of all, I'm a witch and I'll fucking cast a spell on you. But second, it's like, I'm like, I'm too good for that. I don't need to be broken. I don't need to be, be, need to be better. Like I'm in this position. I'm in this position for a reason. He was like, you're in this position because this person told me to hire you, which was what the senior vice president. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, this guy. So that was in July. And I decided (sighs) right then and there that I was leaving. I was like, I'm leaving. I'm quitting. I'm, I'm so done. I'm, I'm out of here. And at the time, I think I was, um, I was starting to really look hard at external opportunities or even internally. And I got some really good leads, had some good interviews, nothing really ever panned out. So I think it just kind of, it kind of washed over me a little bit, but then I had a conversation with, um, so I think August and September, September, I had some time off. So that was nice. It kind of helped me reset a little bit. And it was your trip. It was your birthday trip. And then um, I got back at it for a couple weeks and it just got increasingly worse. And he started to get, he, he told me during our, we have like uh, quarterly reviews of sorts. And um, you know, it's wild as I have nine emails in my inbox right now. Wow. Uh, anyway, I could hear it. So, sorry. So I had, a, I had no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, I saw, I saw Ada put, turn off her notification. We, we both have the exact same amount of emails in our inbox at this current moment. So I thought that was interesting. Our souls are connected. Kindred so, spirits. Mm-hmm. It's kindred. So, so from uh, the few weeks before I went on our, my PTO again of a longer amount of time, we had our quarterly review together and he like kind of, he was like, Oh, and I forgot to mention, I got an award. I got a retention award while I was out on PTO during September. And it was the basically, I get X amount of money if I stay with the company for two years. So my performance was on point, by mm-hmm. the way. I would not have gotten that. So, um, and I was awarded that by uh, his boss, not by him. And when you enrolled into the master's program too? Yeah. Yeah. That's all gone. <laughs> so, um, so when he, he, when he gave it to me, he was like, here, are you happy? What? I was like, well, well, that's not a nice way. That feels deflating. Like, that's not a nice way to, this is a nice award. Like, so all of these things happened. And then we went into my quarterly review. He was like, you're doing a great job, this and that. He was like, but I still don't think you're like, you're just, you need to do more. You need to take classes. You need to learn more about the industry. I was like, what does that mean? Like, I literally don't know what you're talking about. And like, we got to the point where I was, he was, um, it just wasn't a productive conversation. So I was like, well, I'm going to post for another role because this isn't helpful. And I need your, you know, I need your sign off. And he was like, well, think about it till Monday. I'm like, nope today. And so I'm, he did give me approval to get another role. Unfortunately, I didn't get it as we found out in Salem, but that's where it had set before my PTO. When I got back on like from PTO, um, and this was this past, this brings me up to current day this past week, we had a one-on-one and this is when I texted you, we had a one-on-one and I said, I want to accomplish two things in this meeting. And I had sent him, by the way, I'd sent him an agenda beforehand. So this was not shocking. I said, one, I want to talk about like what happened while I was out. Let's recap. And then the second part was how do we rebuild our relationship so that we can move forward together? Because it feels like We've gotten into a kind of a crummy place for both of us. And it doesn't feel, I don't feel safe in this relationship um, or in my role. He went on the complete defensive and said, 
I know you weren't right for this role. I only hired you for because the SVP told me to. Um, I, he was like, did I not give you all the tools that you needed? Did I not? He was like, this is what wow. it is. And you're not cut out and like all this. Um, I kept my composure the whole call. And at the half hour mark, I said, I think it's better if we talk when you're more calm because you're very angry and hostile right now. Can I just say something here? Sure, sure. It just feels like you're in opposite roles in this conversation. Like you're the one that's (laughs) the leader and he is the individual contributor reporting to you by the way that he is acting. Keep Mm -hmm. going. (laughs) No, I, I love your input. So at the half hour mark, I said, well, I think we should regroup when, when, uh, you're very angry and hostile and yelling and I don't think it's productive. So why don't we just take, and he, he was like, I think that's a good idea. And I hung up the phone and I just started crying because it was just like, it felt like all 10 months of it was just like heavy on my heart and my soul. And I just kind of, um, you know, and our dog was, I was getting ready to pick up our dog from ACL surgery. I was like, I don't have the fucking time for this. Mm-hmm. So I texted you. I was like, can you talk? And you were like, no, I'm in training. And I was like, okay, I'll talk to mm-hmm. you later. But I was like trying to give you a recap of like what happened. But I think it was just so heavily emotional because I can't believe we still, to your point, have people like this in the world today. Yeah. And making the money that he's making, treating yeah. people this way. And it's everywhere. That's the, that's the sad part. And it's like the difficult part is like, we're going to see it everywhere we go. Um, as long as we're in this corporate environment, the it's just finding the right ones to report to. That's the hard part. Yeah. I was able to navigate this place for 10 years, (sighs) you know, and this one, so I slept on it. That happened on Thursday. I slept on it. Uh, no, my mistake. After that conversation that happened on Wednesday, I slept on it. Thursday, I woke up and I said, uh, I woke up to an email that he was going to write me up and that I was going to write it myself. But based on what? Based on right. Um, Based on me getting better, in his words, like me getting better. But like, and define that for me. Did he not give you any details again? No, how are you supposed to write this? He was I would, like, you need I, to... would re- I would have been sorry. I would have been no. such a bitch and written it like, <laughs> um, I'm going to be better by helping you become a better leader. But I would have I need, I need gone to, after I to, him. <laughs> I need to coach. I need to coach like, you. Like I need that to asshole in the bar, him and that asshole need to go yeah. somewhere. Need to, need to go like somewhere and just like talk it out with each other. I don't know. They're just, I forgot people. To, I forgot yeah. to tell you that the day before he called me on my personal cell phone and texted me after the call um through what? our work channel what did and he, say? he said uh can you please call me back and I said no I can't talk to you one-on-one again today good boundary <laughs> so so what the was next he trying morning, to do by that conversation he always told me he was like I will never have a conversation about HR matters um on company devices well, I will. That's the only yeah. thing I'm going to have those conversations. Yeah, so you're, not gonna you. call, you're not going to call me on my cell phone and stress me out. Because he's going to, he wants to say something to you. He wants to say something sh- like more shitty. To make you feel even worse about yourself. So he's going to say for that, I'm, I'm, a, that. A, I'm a piece of shit. So that was the last interaction was that blowout was the last interaction I had with him. I woke up the next morning to that email from him and I said, I shut my laptop and I said, that's it. 
And I luckily have a very good friend who is the head of HR employee relations uh, at my company and my old company. And so I called her immediately and she was like, she thought I was at the, at the physical location and she was like, exit the building right now. And I was like, no, 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 I'm at home. I'm safe. I'm physically safe. She's like, oh, thank God. She was like, okay, we're friends. So I'm going to put you in touch with my director on this. And I want you to for- log the formal complaint. And I know this is where you might start having questions. So just interrupt mm-hmm. me. So the way it all started was that <laughs> I got that email. I, I made that decision right then and there that I was going to log a complaint and I wasn't going to, he was not safe to me anymore. He wasn't for a long time, but it was like, it was, I had had enough. So I, I talked to HR all day long. And what we were trying to do was document my story, um, give names of, of, and launch an investigation. And what I said to them was, if I don't feel safe, even having interactions with him, either one-on-one or otherwise, and every meeting that I have is with him, like throughout a day or like around him or on, on the peripheral, I don't feel safe in that. So I need paid time for the duration of the investigation. And it took a lot of conversation all day, but they ultimately came back and said, we unfortunately can't offer that. So I in turn said, okay, tomorrow's my last day. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So like, did you already, these, this is where my questions come in. Did you already know that that was going to be your next option that you were going to do? Or was that like on the fly that you said that? Oh, no. I had had a conversation all morning with my husband. Like I was okay. like, retro, okay. like introspective. I was like, I was like, listen, I, I, um, I'm at my breaking point. Like my, okay. my heart and soul are damaged at this moment. So if I can't get the paid time during the investigation, I can't be around him. It's not good for my anything, my well being. And so we got to a place where unfortunately that was going to be the decision. Okay. Okay. So you, yeah, yeah. you came into it. I had in your back pocket. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. And I was okay. like strong. I was strong with it too. Um, so I wasn't how- like waffling. It was like, it's, it's either this, this or this. Okay. Yeah. So then how did they respond? Uh, they were like, please don't do that. Um, please just like their options were to um, not have any one-on-ones with them. That was it. That's like, that's basically all they could do. Still and do for your me to- job and be in meetings. With them, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I was and, like, well, I can't do and what, that. They, were they going to tell him not to interact with you or were they going to have any conversations with him? They were going to say that a, a complaint has been logged and, but can you imagine, let's put that into, let's put it, let's put that into practice. <clears throat> if you're told that someone has log- logged a complaint against you and you're not a healthy person, like we know that he's not. What does that look like for the individual that logged the complaint and has to sit on calls with you? Really uncomfortable. Right. So the common sense element here is like, okay, here, you know, one-on-ones, but he's going to get told about this. I already don't feel safe with him. And now I'm going to have to be on a call with him, like a lot of calls and do work for him. No. <clears throat> so stickers, my job lost me on Friday. I left a toxic situation. I don't have a plan. Um, I have a lot of feelers out there. I have, a, I have a huge network. I have a lot of contacts. I don't have a plan, but I chose myself in that moment. 
listen to me. Finances, financially, we're going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. That will all be taken care of. I'm not worried. What I was worried about was my overall mental health and well-being. And the fact that this is the second time in my career that this has happened where I have felt a lack of worth and value because of something someone else is saying to me. Now, a lot of you could say, well, that's your problem. You need to deal with that yourself. Fair. And that's why I'm in therapy. But at the same time, why do we have leaders out there that to, to Ada's point that are allowed to do this and act this way? Why, why isn't this instant grounds for either termination or, well, I'll answer that because like one, you could get a person that falsely is accused or they can't do it. It's like, it's, it's your word against his because he would he would do this in private one-on-one conversations, which I've been in that situation where it was reversed. Remember the last person I just let go. So it's like, they know exactly what they're doing. And HR is always going to try to hear both sides of it, give everybody a chance to be fair to like, it's impossible. And HR usually leans towards the the company. Yeah. And the higher ranking employee. Right. Because things have shifted so much that HR is, and I think maybe you said this to me or someone else, but at this point it's people operations. It's the movement of like in and out of people. It's not really there to, it's there to like the moment I logged a complaint that became I guarantee you 100% it was sent to the legal team to start building something in case I do sue. Yeah. They're not going to do anything unless you take legal action. Right. Right. Like you'll never get closure from it. You'll never find out like what they did with that complaint. No, I mean, they, they even upon, and I never spoke to him again. Um, I only spoke to HR and I said, he hasn't reached out to you or anything. Um, so I blocked him on everything. So he can't. So, but I did log into my work phone later in the day and he did try to reach out, but I didn't respond. Of course he emailed you or what emailed and what did it say teams? Um, I didn't open it. I just saw it was from him and it said, hello, can you read, can you call me or something like that? Like I just saw like the opening line, anything in writing. No, he's not gonna put anything. So at this point I asked HR to send me like the pre- the prepaid envelope or whatever, you know, to send all of my stuff back. And I said, effective 1028, I no longer an employee of, of this entity. So my fucking um, drop. <laughs> I think it's a boss ass move. <laughs> like, I mean, fuck you. So, I, I, I literally fucked Ada. Like literally it was like, fuck you. You're, you no longer get any part of me. So of course there's I been, wish, I'm sorry. I keep interrupting no, no, you, but I no. wish more of us could do this. So there's an element where I know a lot of people could listen. Like um, one of my first questions, if I were other people would be like, oh, do you have a good nest egg? Do you have a good savings account? The answers are both no. Okay. I'm going into this shit, shit scared. Okay. I have. But you have another income earner in your household. That's also fair. Um, But the lifestyle we live is not, it's a two household. It's a two income, but, but we'll figure it out. But um. What I would say to you is like, I have one more full paycheck coming <clears throat> next Friday. So I have, in my mind, I have three weeks. I have three weeks to hit it hard 
and get a lineup, get something going. And there's already, and there's already, thank you for that. On Friday, here's, here's what I'll also tell you. I'm so proud of myself and the mark that I made at my company over 10 years. My phone blew up on Friday once the word started getting around. And I had a really intimate conversation with my team on Thursday night when I knew this was coming. And I told them, and there was a lot of tears. And my my team, my whole team was saying that I've, I'm the best leader that they've ever had, that they can't imagine what would have brought me to this place, but all they care about is my happiness and my well-being and that um, that they love me. That meant the world to me that I was leaving. Now I do worry about them and I hope I hope he doesn't get to them, but I'll I'll be there in any way that I can to protect them. I don't know how that would look like. And then Friday, the floodgates opened and everybody that I worked with, both in my women's empowerment organization, but also in former roles, just started reaching out all day on LinkedIn, my phone. And it just reinforces that I made a mark. I'm a good leader. This was not me. This was not about me. And this sets me up nicely for the next move that I'm going to make. And I feel peaceful and happy. I don't have Sunday scaries today. I'm so excited about launching my new mark tomorrow. That's amazing. What a good feeling to have after months of this fucking agony that you've been dealing with. Yeah. It's I'm not, just a not good feeling good enough. It's not a good place to be. And it is almost impossible to work a full-time job and still try to like be on the hunt for another job. It's, it's really difficult to find it the time is. to do that. Um, My full-time job tomorrow I, starts tomorrow. Yeah. Your full-time job now is find a job. So you inspired me too, because you said you did this before. You mm-hmm. found your next great gig, which was a promotion, right? It was a step up. You found it in 30 days. Yeah. It was so, like, it was like three weeks, I think. And, and it was because I hunkered down and spent eight yes. to nine hours a day applying, interviewing. That's it. It was like That's- the first week I put out so many applications through LinkedIn and Indeed. That was it. The only two I used just flooded every place with my resume. Yeah. And then after that, it was like, I had so many, inter- I mean, I had at least like three or four interviews every day. So you have to put a lot of eggs in different baskets and you'll get there. Right. Like it'll happen. You're absolutely right. And, and because of you, I know that that can happen. And then, mm-hmm. because I also know what I can do. I know when I set my mind to something, I'm like a dog with a bone. Yeah. And really to a right. fault sometimes, by the way, <laughs> to a fault, um, ask my husband, ask Ada, um, when I set my mind to something. So that is the big change that's going on. And there's, um, you know, there's a couple things that even happened on Friday. I talked with a few really great recruiters and I have to share this with you. You'll appreciate this. When I shared with her what my salary expectation was, she immediately, she's very direct uh, I love it so much. She said, why do you sound apologetic? And I was like, ah, you're you right. To, I think you need to share what your salary expectation is. My salary, my salary expectation is 200,000 as a base. Mm-hmm. And I probably even sounded apologetic just then. She was mm-hmm. like, don't do that. Mm-hmm. That is, she was like, you have the experience, you've earned it. 
Don't mm-hmm. that's don't really good advice. It's so ever hard to sound do that. apologetic. When you know you're asking for a much larger number, well, I don't want to say much larger, but a larger number than where you're at today. Um it's hard it's a little, to yeah, it's hard to like not feel like you sound ridiculous for some reason. It's like in us to feel that yeah. way, especially as she, women. She even said that she went further. She was like, You're up against these knobhead men that are asking for like 500k and not even like shaking a leaf like and they expect it on a silver platter yeah she was she was like stand in your power ask for what you deserve tell them don't ask tell them what you deserve yeah and that's it um she was she's amazing and she was just um i love that advice and and i also told her like some of the things i'm looking for like i want to work with like human rights women's rights animal rights environmental um rights like all of those things less and plastic. she was like less plastic and she, but I was like but I want to make 200k and she was like okay this is gonna be a challenge but let's do this and she was like so I get you she was like so you want to be in corporate but maybe not for Exxon I was like oh you get me yes <laughs> I love that so so that happened and then I was asked to be on a board on the board of directors of my favorite organization oh, um fun. that's gonna that's gonna start in a few weeks and then something else happened. I forgot. Oh, um, a friend who has a startup asked me to be uh, involved in the project. So there's some um, there's some things happening already, That's and amazing. it's amazing, you know. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna be just I'm gonna I'm not gonna be fine. I'm gonna be great. Absolutely. It's gonna so be great. there's a couple other things I would I would tell you or any of those out there that are thinking about or in the same situation as me. And to Ada's point, that doesn't have another income. There are there are options. Get a personal loan. Get a home equity loan. Get a student loan. Use your credit cards. Um, get some sort of line of credit so that you can give yourself a pad to get yourself out, so that you don't get into a place where you cannot get out of. And what I mean by that is getting to a place where your worth and your value is so shaken that you either contemplate suicide or, or something of the like, just please note you deserve more. You deserve better. Totally. Really well said. There's a lot more to life than this type of bullshit. So I think we can all take lessons from this and it's really inspiring what you've done. And I just think like, you're such a badass. I Ada, love it. thank like you. You you, you just me took too. this into your own hands, and you're like, okay, well, this is it. I can make it make a change. It's I feel like you're terms. so cool about it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, and by the way, shit may hit the fan. I might have a breakdown this week, but we'll see. But at least I'm firm in my stance. Yeah. It was going to be two options, you know, and I went with the other one. And so. you've got to feel such a weight lifted mm-hmm. off you from all of this. I do. I feel amazing. Good. Uh, really and good. money can money can always be made, but my or life borrowed. cannot be. Yeah. Or, money can always be made or borrowed. You're absolutely right. Yeah. But my life, my life is irreplaceable. And yeah. and at this point, all of us are worth more than what someone might be putting us through in a work environment. I think that in 10 years, you're going to look back at this time and think about how significant it was in 
your overall well-being and your career and all of that. Mm-hmm. So I think this is a really pivotal moment for you. Huge, which is mm-hmm. another reason why I am a firm believer in psychics and tarot card readers because yes. uh, just last week, by the way. So when did we leave Salem? What day was it? <laughs> it was on like the 19th. We was left the on the 19th. On the 19th, no, and on the 18th, you're right, we left on the 19th. On the 18th, a reader told me that I'm about to go through a pivotal change in my life and I will be the catalyst of cha- of great change. That's amazing. And I had no idea that this was all going to come down like this. So Izzy and I actually really believe that we left Salem with some sort of like energy, Gift. really oh, positive oh, yeah. energy, gift. Mm-hmm gift too. We'll talk about that, but okay. Okay. I, th- like I was we, going somewhere else. Maybe. We brought something back because both of us have yes. been going through, I feel like just different things within our careers that have yeah. been, I don't know, just not leaving us in a very happy place at the time. So no. we've come back and things have looked a lot different for us. Yes. Um, like hopeful for the first time in a long time. Yeah, for sure. Like you've had some while, you know, you, you have, um, you've had a good coming up as of late of people kind of having a, um, an enlightening themselves around you, which is hopeful and inspire, you know, hopeful that things are going to be good for you as well. So, yeah, hopefully I don't have to quit, but I might (laughs) (laughs) let's, let's, I, and like, to your point, like, man, like, I always want to be like, I quit my job, but did I, or did it quit? My job quit me but that sounds like I was fired, which I wasn't. So <laughs> I think you did it in such a graceful way too. Like if it would have been me, I would have like done it in a really blown tacky... some shit up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I guess I wouldn't have, no. but like in my no, mind, you're like, not. I would, in yeah. my mind, like I would dream about doing it in a really tacky way. Like where I reach my hand to my back pocket and pull out the middle finger and give it to him. <laughs> like that is the way I want to go. <laughs> I love that so much. But you know what? To your to your point though, I wa- I'm walking away unscathed. Like I the moment I decided all that, I blocked him on everything so he couldn't contact me. He's not gonna take anything else. He's no. not gonna stress me out. He's not gonna stress me out on my phone. Mm-mm. Boy bye. You're a- boy bye. I by the way, you're the most like one of the most professional and tactful people. You would never. <laughs> I would be- never. But I dream about doing stuff like that. Dream I dream about, about it. it and I giggle about it. I'm like, ooh, how how fun would that be? It's like when I quit my job, like, oh, I have, I, I have something back here. What is yeah. that? Oh, wait, I have something. Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah. Right here. It's like the time where I was, I was 16 and quit my job at the restaurant. I was so excited to do it. And I just dropped the salad dressing on the floor. Is like, that the restaurant we both worked at? Yeah. I was like, okay, fine. You just I dropped quit. it. Yeah. I was like, so happy to do it. Cause I wanted to like exit with drama. <laughs> was it, did you drop it on purpose or did you, did it slip? Well, no, I dropped it on purpose because that night before I went to work, my mom told me if they don't give you time off to do your finals, you need to quit your job tonight. And I was like, Ooh, this could be fun. You felt empowered. empowered. I was in the kitchen with the manager and I was like, so you're going to give me the time off for my finals? He was like, Nope. So I dropped the salad dressing. It was like a big tub of it. And I just dropped it on the floor. (laughs) I was like, okay, I quit. (laughs) What did he say? He just like looked at me. I think like you fucking dumbass (laughs) teenager. But I was like, I dream about those like very dramatic moments. I think they're, they're really fun. That's, that's pretty amazing. I did not know that story. And I think you worked there after I did. 
Yeah, you had already left. I oh didn't my work gosh. there for very long though, but it was yeah, that that manager you remember him, I'm sure. Um did they have um cross side? Yeah. Cross really go- googly eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it was hard to tell like what he was looking at. I'm like you're like, wait, but so let's so, let's just okay. leave on this one last note. Okay. Um can you talk about the gifts? I can. So during, I'll talk about mine and then I want you to talk about yours. If you, so I've named yours. I don't know if you agree, but let's see. Um, So during my reading, actually before my reading, the same psychic, I had an aura reading and he just picked up. He was like, whoa, he's like, your intuition is like knocking me over. And I, he didn't even like, we didn't even sit down. And I was like, what? And it, it is true. Like I have like this, like really very eerie kind of intuition and um the next day I came back around for a reading he was like you have he was like you have you have powers you have magic you have it's like you have an intuition like on like that's out of this world Obs. he was like what Obs. Obs. <laughs> and he was like you've got to he was like if you want he's like you, you just figure out how to channel it feel figure out how to receive it channel it and trust it and so he alluded to the fact that I I was a little bit of a witch so my gift Which is being uh, my my gift is that my my um the vibes or energy or intuition that I receive from someone or from an, a situation is like off the charts and he was saying that I should um if I wanted to like channel that into something. And so Izzy was manifesting a lot of these good things for us while we were in Salem, secretly manifesting because I didn't know she was doing this. I didn't tell her. Mm -mm. She was basically casting spells while we were there, left and right. Casting spells. And she did did see me do things with my hands and she's like, what are you doing? (laughs) He, yeah, she has very specific things that she's doing with her left hand. So um, I think that a lot of the things that have happened since we've gotten home is part of your your manifesting from your witchy manifests so that's amazing I love that you're a witch and it it feels very intentional it feels very good it feels and it's it's, I'm a good witch yeah and it's like not even a surprise like deep down you know you're a witch it's like your soul from past lives that's why probably why you felt like so just at peace in Salem you're like oh yeah this is my home oh man that sounds amazing it's interesting you say that because I have I have this feeling that I was alive in the twenties for some reason. Well, and the um, whole time you were like searching for a witch hat when we were there. It's like I need a witch hat, and I was like, I don't know why she's so. I mean, she was so <laughs> into getting this witch hat. I wasn't gonna get a witch hat, but like you were just scoping one out. You're trying to find the best witch hat. You didn't and get then a witch I, hat. I landed on a headband, a very <laughs> tall, but it had a very tall witch hat on top of it. Looked very cute. What do you feel? Do you feel like you brought up a, a gift? Don't and don't you and I don't know if what I've been saying is true. So okay, I'll tell you. I've seen probably five psychics in my life. Half of them have told me that I'm spiritual, which you mm-hmm. can find that however you'd want. But I have always, and I have specific instances where I have been able to sense certain things around me, mm-hmm. or. Um, just certain, like, I don't want to say like spirits around me, but just, you just sense there's something else there and you're not alone. Mm -hmm. Not in like a creepy way though. So 
Izzy's coined it as a medium. I don't know that I'm necessarily a medium because I don't think that I have the powers to be. And maybe if I like actually like practice stuff, I'd probably, maybe I'd uncover more things, but yeah. So I'm a medium and you're a witch. Yes. Yeah. We've got <laughs> I mean, this. So I said to her last night, uh, a witch and a medium walk into a bar. I feel like there's gotta be a joke about this. I'm going to find one because Ada always senses things and she's now starting to hear things yeah, again, well, not in a creepy not, way, not like, like a, a mental I know. way. No, like, I know. Yeah. But you're, you're, you're hearing spirits Voices. starting to kind of chant. <laughs> well, but like the, the, you're, I feel like the spirits are starting, starting to kind of try to channel you or something. So, um, okay. So that was, that's our whole, ah, thank you. I needed, I needed this. I hope this the last fun. two weeks have been really good and yeah. some big changes are coming. So yeah, we'll Agreed. keep you posted stickers. Yes. Stickers. You don't, we don't know when you're going to hear from us next, but nope. we might go on another sabbatical, but we'll, we'll let you know. But um, thanks for tuning in today and I love you, Ada. Hey everyone. If you're experiencing something like I have recently or Ada has, please, uh, please don't ever hesitate to reach out for help. We're always here and you're not alone. You've got, you've, you've got a support system, whether you think you do or not. And there's always an exit strategy. Just trust yourself. We love you. Love you. Bye. Follow us and like us. Give us a review. Love you. Bye.